What's up, everyone? Welcome back to part two of our current episode of Top Row Podcast. Now, this episode, we're going to be covering AEW Dynamite that happened last night. So, we're going to skip all that extra stuff. Let's just get right into it as we wait for one more person to get involved. Facts coming to play. But um just going to open up the night AEW Dynamite last night. From the dairy place in Jacksonville, Florida. Florida, of course, now with the whole governor um, opening up the central businesses to wrestling, we got more baby faces and heels around the side, not too much. And we have JR, Tony and Excalibur on commentary tonight. Damn, no fucking Jericho. Unless he's he, he's involved in the show last. Um, um, he, he's he, he's involved in the main event later on tonight. Um, so the very first match was Joey Ganella versus Cody. The 13 minute bout, you see Cody doing the job. What's going on with um, excuse me. Um, yeah, so nonetheless, within the 13 minute bout, Cody wins by uh, by pinfall one, two, three, clean. Um, Using the crossroads, but it's um, it's decent. I mean, it's a good opener. I wasn't in the less, but I just felt like Joey Janela is slowly getting buried in AEW, and that's not what his role should be. He should be in some dubs. I mean, granted, he's like one of those like upcoming stars that you're gonna gonna drop me out, but. Just how you be having him facing Cody? Like I'd rather have him facing someone else. Like automatically, we get this. You already knew who the hell was really gonna win this match. Let's let's just be like eighty eight percent that Cody twelve percent said Joey Janela. That's only from like a, a betting standpoint. But for the next three point twenty five stars, only because it was a good opener filler match. But if we substituted Cody, which if we actually do the segment later. I would change that first bout and put anybody else except Cody in it. It, it, it could have been Sean Spears. And that would have been a pretty good match and I would have seen a better result. I'm done talking. Young blood, you got the floor. Um, it was a good opener. I feel like I feel like I don't see Joey Janelle very much. <laughs> um... This match kind of random to me. I didn't expect a Joey versus a Cody match, but um, yeah, you're right, man. I, I expected Cody to win. He's in the friggin' finals for the TNT tournament of uh, the TNT championship uh, with Lance Archer. So you want to try to build him up, and then you know what happened to his brother last week. You want to make him come in here. What? 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 Cody Rhodes want to have a match with somebody because he's mad. <laughs> That's how I'm coming off because you know he's extra aggressive. One, you know, for, and two. Laser focus on what he's going to do or what he's going to try to do to Lance Archer uh, whenever they square off, I believe. So, um, 
Yeah. But if I can be real with you, just like what Deshaun said, you know, despite the fact that Cody won the match, fielding momentum, okay, good for Cody, but Joey Janela, who, you know, expressed his frustrations in the past, in the early stages of AEW, based on his booking, and being booked like this, you know, again, what does this look like for him? You know, what what is this going to do for him? You know, and what's next with Joey Janela after this? I don't know. But, um, uh, he knows that he, uh, wouldn't be a job and whipping, you know, outside of the company. I'm not saying that AEW's pulling some WWE-esque moves, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not trying to reach down that route, but this some decisions and this match itself is one of those decisions that it shouldn't have happened but some people would sit there and say oh maybe Joey Janela probably needed this match for exposure since Cody Rhodes kind of put himself as that dude now so it's like maybe for exposure to some maybe they quote unquote feel like he needed this match but if he needed this match he would need to win this match but if he goes out like a G who knows? But yeah. Um, to be fair, I'll give this. Dukes. I'll, I'll give this a three. I understand, and here's the reason why. It's a good opening. It's a good opening match. It plays to the story with Cody and Lance Archer. Because Cody Gordillo's wins. And sorry it had to be Joey, Jan- Joey Janela, but even though Joey Janela is a good wrestler himself, sorry, Joey. Corey will have to take those dubs in order to push for that for that match against Lance Archer. Three stars. And it's going to even get sicker later on. So I'm I'm going to I'm gonna be on a hush for a little while. Three. Carew. Good opening match. Um, I must say. Um, I feel like Cody's has have that golden shovel in AEW, which I would hate to see that, but it looks like anytime Cody's in a match, if you think Cody's gonna lose, then you must stupid as hell. Um unless it's against Lance Archer, that's a different story for another Different story, different conversation. Um, but good match, good opening match. Um, did its purpose, 15 minutes. Um, I enjoyed it. Competitive. Um, and Cody doing what Cody does. Paul. Uh, can y'all hear me? Loud and clear. It's okay. all you. Yeah, so just let y'all know I'm on my way to work. So um, I'm trying to make this as... as fast as possible. Um, I give the match overall a uh, C+. Plus. I kind of agree. If you're going to be the man of something new, um, after a while it gets kind of redundant and boring when you always win the matches. I mean, yeah, your brother got his ass handed to him. Uh, last week. It's okay, but uh, Joey Janela, he's a you know, decent talent. Uh, full potential. Um, but I just kind of feel like, you know, it, it, it's the push is going in the right direction. 
It's just if you're gonna wrestle, be a wrestler. If you want to manage, you know, then manage. Don't try to do both because once you have something great, you you fuck it up by trying to say like you're kind of being greedy in some sense. Like learn how to fall back a little bit. One of y'all choose what y'all want to do full time and just go for it. But overall, I give the match a C. Uh, to me, it could have been a little bit better, but for the few minutes, it was. It was pleasant. It was pleasant to actually see some high impact, you know, wrestling. Just something enjoyable to watch and not have to worry about your sorrows afterwards. So. Hey, on that. And after the match was over, um, Holy shakes his hand in respect. That, that's how that. Hold the guns. Then we get a recap of now the Rose win the women's championship and the Nintendo challenges for the title since it's been there before. Bray Baker, he uh he uh he he uh he, he excuse me. Um and one other fe- and one other female wrestler that got now that got on the table, including Real, which I don't know what their situation is. Either she's going back to Japan or she's gonna be staying here, maybe a two way contract for Real. Then before Night Rose House and Mass the interview with her and she laughs at the video pra- uh, package the access Tony what he thinks the most dominant woman in the division is. Before he gave me answer to that, she cuts him off and says it's her. It's always will be her, and she's going to demonstrate that. And she demonstrates that to some poor jobber. Jesus Christ. Within a matter of four minutes, she just teases poor jobber. Well, fucking what? 18, 21 year old? I feel so bad. I, I, feel, I did feel so bad for her. And hits him with the. And hits him with the fucking beast bomb. Not once, not twice, but three times. No, that's a strong man. That squat, that squashing women. Not yeah, that's a strong man. Disgusting. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, if you're looking from a wrestling standpoint, it it looked good for the women because obviously there ain't no dick bitch in there that can actually stand toe to toe unless it's Austin Carr. We don't want to see that. Two dudes no, in the ring. Yeah, so actually, but there's one other one that AW has, but I can't, I can't recall her name. Three point five that, that that female with the fat ass. What was that wrestler? Nala Rose. <laughs> no. Well, I just I just threw up in my mouth. Oh, oh man! Like, like Maya Moore's cousin. I mean, so I mean, you know, it's not bad. Nah, I know who I know who Karu's talking about. I just forgot her name. You know yeah, I mean? the yellow the, tights. Big twelve. Oh man! Uh, well, I'll rate this match. But Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> Young boy, the, the, <laughs> what the fuck can I say about this? I mean, Nillen Rosenberg beat the shit out this chick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> damn, we ever gonna, if we was ever gonna get sponsors, I don't think this will work. <laughs> nah, it'll work. It'll work. You gotta keep it going. You gotta keep it going. I mean, <laughs> um. She ain't gonna make it to twenty if she gonna keep dropping like this. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know how when people say I'm 18 and a half, she ain't gonna make it to she ain't gonna make the half part if she keeps dropping like this. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So I guess just kind of solidify my point with jobs uh, with squash matches, man. Um. Porn again. Solidify your point. You're 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 a beast. I get it. Blah 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 blah. My man is on top of the food chain. I get it. Um. Yeah. I guess I'll give this a C. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't deny the ass whooping. I can't deny it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I can't deny it. I'm a fucking rider. You don't want to with me. You <laughs> dudes, I'm sorry, I had a little nightmare. Uh, a now roll try to come through, try to beat my ass up. Yeah, I love any day, dog. I don't give a damn what anybody says, bro. Give me that. She'll get suplex. The ball. <laughs> you talk about suplex city, she'll get the suplex city, bro. That's that's you, Cuzzo. I can't. I, uh, yeah, I love my life. Listen, <laughs> you love your life because you're small, bro. I'm a huge brother. So at the end of the day, bro, the more, the better. Yes. So what about, about, so about Nia Jax in this case? Oh, Man, I'll tear I'm that ass up. Nia Jax and Nia wait, wait, wait. Go at it. Okay. I can see that. That would be, that would be a classic. That would be a classic match of, of, of heavyweight contention, okay? Um, I like that whole look of, of just brute strength because it's needed, okay? It's needed when you – when I'm tired of these pristine, prissy-ass females it's like I get it. So it's like you want to be a heavyweight and a luchador slash cruiserweight, middleweight, and then you want to be accepted as a bombshell. Fuck out of here. Pick one. It's if you want to be either you want to be gorgeous or you want to be like a man and get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> if, if that's the case, then pick one. I like I've not I like Nala Rose's presentation to the game. I love it. I love that in your face. Like, I'm I'm from wherever. I've been doing this shit since I was 14. I got a, a basketball background. I don't give a shit. I've been whipping bitches' asses since day one. Okay, we. I fucking love it. Give me more of that shit like buyback. Feed me some more of them gorgeous beast power bombs. And call the game. <laughs> I Retribution or something, because them two power bombs, old girl took. You can see the soul rise from the match. <laughs> <laughs> like she was in a boneyard match, bro. Her whole back said, 
Thank you. And she was done. That was it. That was it for me. And she said, good night. I had bro, because I was like, I love it. I'm being honest with you. I love that kind of aggression. That kind of shit right there is what's going to keep AEW alive. That shit right there is what's going to keep wrestling going. Nobody wants to sit here and look at pristine girls in diapers. I don't want to see girls in panties wrestling. If that was the case, I'd just watch the lingerie football league. Fuck out of here. Mm. That was some good shit, too. Yeah, that constitutes that. as your fan, bro. <laughs> Who's still left? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> it was me. <laughs> uh, put like this. I'll get this one or two. The power of Nala Rose is, is scary. But I love it. Mm. Like no bull. I can literally seriously. I, I want to see what you can do against like. Actually, um, Brent Baker. Let's see what you can do against her. But the only person I'm missing out of this is Big Swole. Big Swole versus um, Nia Rose. The, the strength out of those two chicks. Woo. But overall, too. And oh, yeah, um, I feel sorry for the 18 year old girl. That that was a good that was a good um thing they did there for her. you at oh you at you want to wrestle yes you go against Nia Rose like you, huh but but any chick it's it was like for any dude be like this the whole time time you how old are you eighteen oh you eighteen huh okay get in this ring against Brock Lesnar. Get your ass whooped. <laughs> the same exact thing. Exact down. Go down the damn stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you guys all said everything. Um, it was an unfair intergen- women's intergender match. Um, you know, I just don't uh, understand what you did to that poor 18-year-old girl. <laughs> Fucking Amy and legal to drink, man. She just took that ass with the man. <laughs> Thank God. Moving forward. After Divas, after Divas stare on and stare down at stare there at Nyla. And you don't know. Then we get a promo from NJF and say he's better than a lot of wrestlers that are claiming to be the next big thing and how he is. And how he's trying to name drop people on top of that. Jesus Christ. He name drop Rock, Piper, and Flair. And he's going to prove that. And then, you know, behind this whole CGI screen of an elegant background and shit as he's talking his shit. A noble chair is being replaced by a throne chair. <laughs> he's going to be back in action next week. Injury free. And I'm better than you, and you know it, son. B, I give it a B. Heel work. 
We'll just see what it takes for him when it comes to the championship picture and when they're going to try to execute that plan on them. Slowly harness them. Then coming from commercial break, we get another video promo from Sean Spears this time. And he's talking about the whole Dustin Rose bloody ass whooping that he got in from last week. <laughs> and and he and from Lance Archer, and he blames Cody for not saving his brother. But not only that, but throwing his brother off the tracks of the being involved in the TNT title and doing it all for himself. Mm. And, proves to, and he's going to prove to him that he's nothing but a chump. He's going to prove to him that he's weak. And Dustin's career is over. Mm. Now this is going to slowly probably put this whole world rivalry. I think I think Cody has too much enemies right now. He got too much rivalries right now having that one. What is one solidified rivalry that, that we can say, okay, we can build this up for four to five months and then start off some shit? I mean, I know we got it from NJF, but who's really the executor now? Lance Archer, that's number two. And then you got Sean Spears somewhere in the midst of that. Then who else? There's like one more that I'm thinking of. But that's so four. <laughs> so I think it's too much for him right now, but I'm gonna say that for later, moving forward. Um, it cuts back to the arena. The NGF is being interviewed ringside. It says that everyone he's looking forward to seeing a real professional compete next week. And credit Sean Spears for calling out Cody Rose for who he really is. Sean Spears said that NGF had the greatest comeback story ever, and MGF is so. It's so good that he's not just healthy. He's overhealed. Um, Tony says that he's been signed for double or nothing, and MGM will be going up against Jungle Boy. Woo! Let's see how that's going to be coming out to play. Mm. That's going to be, that's going to be real interesting. Really, really, really interesting. And then we get the third match of the night. Which was Frankie Kazarian, uh, SCU versus the AEW World Heavyweight Champion John Moxley. Oh, this yes. Now this was the 15 minute grueling bout. Great, great match. Three point seventy five stars. Of course, our beloved champion wins, wins, wins for the Paragon Shift. After the match is over, the Dark Order comes out and attacks on Moxley. The rest of SCU try to come out to save him, but they can get taken care of as well. Brody Lee, Mister Fucking Brody Lee, thank you. Comes out. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> comes out and says that he's just here. He's not. He's just here for the answer to the bounty that he was put on him. But he says that there's no crowd to lift him up, and none of that energy to spur him on. He's he is not the same person he dealt with in the past. He's a leader and makes lives extraordinary. If any other dark lord would stand and sacrifice themselves for him, it would be glorious. And Lee says the mockery and possession of something that he wants is something that he desires. That's the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Now he challenges him to a match. <laughs> of course, our main guy always gotta say, <laughs> all, all, all you gotta do is ask before getting his ass whooped again. <laughs> and that's how we're going to be building up to this World Heavyweight Championship for double or nothing. And you no, know, the whole match itself was a 3.75 stars. The whole Brody promo afterwards, that was an A. Solid. 
And yes, I actually do. It kind of hate to see that, but I kind of still feel like it is kind of rushed too. I mean, I guess if you're trying to put it in context where we're going to go with Moxie's first, well, first real title defense on a pay-per-view and see how that turns out to be, who will be the first person? I just think there's other people in that roster that you can get Moxie to go out the first and save Brody for later. Build him up to be this now, oh, well-established person that now we got everything in order. There's one thing that's missing now. Boom. They hit him with it. I would say probably by all out in August, I would see him being in that title picture. Boom. So that's how I'm going to picture the in my head. I just thought it was going to be someone else, but I liked it nonetheless. And I'm a fan of both, so yeah, I want this to be a main event. So it's going to be a great money match. Imagine now what Brody Lee can do now that all that WWE restrictions is gone, and he's going to be working his ass off in there. Ooh. Yes, two XWE stars now going to be playing in a more bigger, I mean, a more smaller land field, but they have the freedom that they need to make the match classic. And I can't wait for that now. Now that I'm kind of hyped up for it, I still feel like it was rushed, but I can accept it. That's all I, okay, yeah. I can really say about that. So the whole thing was A. Right. Go ahead. You got the floor. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Like, I feel identically the same about it. I have not a bad thing to say about it. I don't have a nitpick to say about it. The only nitpick I got was there's a fucking commercial in the middle of the match. But other than that, <laughs> um, I have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, I too felt like it was rushed. I didn't think that Brody Lee would get a title shot so soon. You know, I knew that he would eventually, but damn, that was quick. But um, looking forward to see how this is going to turn out. You know, so um, it's time for the Dark mm-hmm. Order to really shine as a group, you know what I'm saying? Because you see how when John Moxley feuded with the inner circle, the whole inner circle was involved in the robbery with one man. Because it's John Moxley who will go after the whole team. You know what I'm saying? So this is gonna be the perfect opportunity. Yeah, it's gonna be another case where John Moxley's facing a guy where he has a bunch of stable mates and it's not going to be the fair one-on-one title match or title feud, I'm pretty sure we'll get that in the long run. But it, I think, honestly, it's going to give the Dark Order to shine, just like they did um, last night. And honestly, they might be the force to be reckoned with. And if and, hey, I'm just saying, maybe in the future, let's just say the inner circle actually become the group people like and they become popular to the point they actually had somewhat of that cool faction group DX face run type shit and they face the Dark Order. I mean, if they build the Dark Order off this feud and if they built it right because you put them, in, you put them, them involved with your world champion now. If you're involved with the world champion... I remember that's a sign of they trusting your ass. So them as a group that had a bad start with the fucked up punches, and now y'all are involved in a program involving the world champion because of your leader, it's time to show that you can 
fucking shine as a stable. You're called a dark order. Show why. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel a hundred percent. I don't feel a hundred percent justified of this group. I don't see the motive of this group, except they just want to take people in and say, "Hey, if your life sucks, we'll put a mask on for you. And we make it better." You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna wear a mask. You know, and then on top of that, a part of me is like, okay, so with Brody Lee's there, he's there, he's mimicking McMahon. You know, so it's like. If this leads on to something for the Dark Order and it's something mm-hmm. really positive, then fine. But other than that, the match and the promo itself, despite what I just said, I do give it an A. You know what I'm saying? And Kazarian, phenomenal athlete. I always think about the days before he was a tag team wrestler. I never forget. So he can still hold his own despite, you know, being older and being used to the tag team wrestling. He can still hold his own no matter what. So, I hope, and this is high, but I hope maybe one day, maybe he can actually get a taste of championship gold, single gold. Uh, Dukes. With everything, I'll give this a 4.5. Out of 5. No lie. The Bruins... Just to match alone between the brains of Moxley and Kazarian. Both both of them I've seen. I was, well, everybody knows we all watched Moxley when he was in when he was in WWE, but see Kazarian how he was a singles and impact. Yo, he can he can really he can get an end in the fighting realm. No bull. Especially the fights between him and Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles and Samoa Joes of the world. Those fights were real epic. This match was good. It built up to now seeing the Dark Order in Mr. Fucking Brody Lee. Now it's another Another thing that popped in my head is now I'm getting a rematch of WWE now. Um, the Shield versus the Wyatt family. Thank you. Thank you, AEW. You got two unutilized wrestlers from the WWE. From the two greatest factions during that time. And you put them against each other. Unutilized was Luke Harper. Unutilized was Oh Bull was Dean Ambrose. Now they change from Moxley to Brody Lee. Now you get them to fight for a championship. Even though it's, it's Rush, I don't, I'm like you, just, I don't care. I love it. We all loving this right now. Thank you, AEW. Y'all bringing everything. Y'all bringing the love back to wrestling. Thank you. I can watch y'all more than I can watch NXT right now. Thank you. Karu. Next. Uh, That was uh, a good, good, good match. I'm definitely excited. Looking forward to Mr. Fucking Bodie Lee against... um, 
John Moxley. That's going to be a good match. A good, good match. Better than him against Jake Hager. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's and If they do this right, this could be a few for the summer. A nice few for the summer and not some one-off shit. So hopefully this continues. They do it right and it continues on for the summer because I wouldn't mind watching them two tear it up. They know each other very well, familiar with each other in the ring. So this should be easy. The it, This should be a great match. I'm definitely looking forward to this championship main event match at um, All or Nothing. I mean, yeah, All or Nothing, that's what it is? Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing. Yeah, Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing. <clears throat> it's a fact streak over there. <laughs> then you're going to cut the commercial, the cut back from commercial, then we get a promo from Brandy. He's taking shots at Britt Baker and Jake the Snake. But basically, Jake the Snake is calling out on a client, Lance Archer, for Dustin's ass whooping and Cody's beating. Nonetheless, recalling that event, but but also recalls similar events back leading back to 1991. Who the hell really remember that? I was one years old by that time period. God damn it. And he's slipping up. And she's a real bad bitch for this. And she represents as the chief brand officer of AEW, trying to hold down her own and keep her name out of his and her mouth. Mm. I guess this was that kind of response from um, Britt Baker's How to Be a Role Model Day from last week. <laughs> but of course, Jake's been also taking shots at Cody and Brandy and Dustin and all that for I me mean, for a number of weeks now. So we already know that was intertwined with that. And then we get the following match. So the QT Marshall comes out with Brandy versus Lance Archer. And surprise, who do we have? We had Jake the Snake Roberts coming out at ringside for his client. You now Lance Archer walks around and he knocks down Cole Cabana. Like, god damn it. <laughs> he's just doing this. Just sit your ass no, he's doing that at the like he's doing that before every match. I think there's gonna be a trademark ahead. He's just gonna walk around. He uh, he's gonna see a fan and he's gonna just shook his head. And then try to provoke it and then jump back into the ring. Something like that. He's gonna be provoking some shit. But he did to a wrestler, so I guess that was acceptable, but only this one case. I just imagine what the fans was uh the fan will react to that. Nonetheless, within 10 to 12 minutes, Lance Archer gave this man a beatdown. Gave this man a beatdown. He hits the Black Arrow at first, and then he hits some, and then he hits the same repetitive headbanging method that he did from last week, which he called the EVD Claw. My gosh, shaking my head. The choice, the I mean, the choice of words for meaning for devastating moves like that, I just can't buy it. But the match itself was pretty solid. I gave it a two point seventy five stars. Solid work, but it was the stuff that afterwards. Yeah. Now Britt Baker, um, comes from behind the barricade. I mean, uh, comes from the um the um defense barricade. And gives Brady Rose a DDT on the outside and swings her into the and, and swings it into the ring, and then we see Jake the Snake come in with his old ass self. He got a bag in his hand. What do he have? He has a snake. He puts the snake all over Brady's body. But the way that he just the way that his position was creepy. That's like some rape type shit, dog. Like I don't care. I, I mean, I may be looking at it from one perspective. Maybe I might be rebuttal against that. But come on. You know, and that thing was very second at the image that I saw. I was like, bro, 
Like low key, he could be eating her out low key, and no one would even knew it. <laughs> it's just gross. But nonetheless, I just feel like when it comes to that, like the whole, um, for example, the whole dark. I mean, the whole dark gore crawlers thing, and that crawler that missed, um, um, that was missing shots, and they quickly had to put the freeze on that whole dark gore thing and restructure that thing. This is one of those things that Tony Khan needs to look back and say, we're never doing this shit again. I think from that standpoint, from an older man and the younger woman, like Brandy doing that, and more importantly to this whole entire equation, where the fuck was Cody? Where the fuck was our husband? He's taking a shower. Shut up. He's taking a shower. (laughs) That's that's embarrassing enough for even for me to even have to say, like, that's... Like, where the fuck was my husband and all this? And I'm getting a, a big snake and what is something that happened? That's this reminds me of some old school um Jake the Snake Roberts and Marshall Randy Savage in the whole snake bite incident. That could have happened. Yeah, exactly. That could have happened again. Or oh, he's with Nala Rose or something. I mean shit, and then you could have had a more deadly issue. On top of your hands, on top of this COVID nineteen situation, and then you got an old man that can be prone to it with a fucking mask. <laughs> bad fuck luck. Bad fucking luck. Just bad fucking. He like he's about to crook just over. just overall bad look that it made me look at Jake the Snake's role a little bit the wrong way a little bit more, but it's still it's still solid work, but I mean, just not. I just can't see an old man doing that type of stuff and trying to get a reaction. I guess I guess maybe if the crowd was there, maybe it was it could be a different reaction. It could have been like some yeah some different perspective shit. But the way that I'm looking at, it, and if you look at it from a um, social media standpoint, it's gonna look like some like broke like broke type shit, and that's gonna be like a mean ass mean that's gonna be degrading him. Watch. No contest for the no contest for that last part. No contest. I can't even get that shit great. No contest. And that's the first I ever had to say it. Young blood go. Um I'm gonna go straight to after the match because I knew that Archer was gonna win anyway. So that's why, you know, a B. Um as far as the uh what happened afterwards. Great heel work. I don't give a shit. I ain't gonna be sitting there being politically correct. Fuck all that. That's great heel work. I don't give a shit. Now, here's the thing. Now, the only thing that I would agree on, though, is because of this COVID-19 thing, if this wasn't an issue, right, the rest, I ain't gonna sit there and bitch. Because it's like, this is Jake the Snake. Doesn't matter how old he is. And it's like this whole shit that I keep, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bring the internet and try to bring that into professional wrestling, a place where imaginations happen. That's why fans can't get shit and get what they want because they can't handle it. You can't sit there and say, I want the Attitude Era back. And they want something that you would see in the attitude that comes into your face. And they'd be like, oh, I can't take that. Then shut the hell up. That's all I got to say about those people, you know? But as far as I'm concerned, it's like, you just came out. 
you came out in the mask <clears throat> and you took the shit off and you know YouTube and everybody else in this world is very strict on this whole social distance, distance shit and it's like that alone I get to me great heel work regardless that's Jake the Snake he's a sinister he's a sinister son of a bitch when he's a heel his best work is a heel. I get Macho Man, Randy Savage, Jake the Snake vibes with this rivalry. If he's going to manipulate a man's wife, hell, a real heel will go overbound. A sinister some bitch, if you know horror movies, you know them old fucks are sick and they'll go after the young. That's professional wrestling. That's sports entertainment to some that want to sit under the WWE tree all their life and not go off the topic or go off the brand, you know? But I think, honestly, this was a, as great as a heel move that was, at least in my eyes, it is a stupid decision <laughs> to make that decision during this pandemic. So at the end of the day, how I would rate it, if I would kind of push aside how I would rate it, I rate it five stars. Because, hey, it's not like he was Ric Flair and kissed Becky Lynch on the lips. <laughs> you know, you look at you go on the Rumble in the network, they go on censor that. You know, they cut that out. You know, all right, that Rick, no, <laughs> all right, and. It's, and I knew that there was going to be a lot of folk and there's probably going to be some folk on the wrestling internet that's going to complain about that, but you know, it's what it is. It still works for me, man. And these are risks that even WWE are scared to take because they're scared of not being politically correct. And that's why other wrestling promotions and indie scenes take chances and risks. And I know AEW pushing the envelope, and they're gonna keep doing that. But they gotta also be small with it. Mm-hmm. Dukes, so, oh, yeah, yeah, my fault. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be sinister, come up with something okay. else. My fault. But that's all I got. Mm. Wow. I I kind of swore I I said. Um, that when this whole when you see more of Lance Archer, you're gonna see Jake the Snake Roberts. Yep. And 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 we all know what Jake the Snake Roberts is. We all know what he is capable of doing. So for everybody to be shocked about of what he did to Brandy to Brandy Rose. He did it before to Miss Elizabeth. He did it before to Macho Man. So I'm sorry. He is he is what you call the best heel of all time. Including with the when I mean best heel, I mean his what he's able to do in the ring. 
out the ring and promos. And what he did to Brainy Rose. That that upped the anti ball to the storyline between Lance Archer and Cody. So that whole dynamic of everything that gives it a five star because now it's a more now you now you make it more personal for Cody. Now you want Cody to win. AEW is doing it so that way y'all can make so that way everybody can make y'all feel. That Cody has to win in this match against Lance Archer just because he disrespected his wife. Just because last week he beat the brakes off his brother. The what's next? Mm, I don't know. Maybe he might go attack one of the members of Young Bucks. Probably get somebody from the from his close. Elite, like like pro- probably the Young Bucks, probably out of Pac-Man Page, probably Kenny Omega. Watch out for that one. Get playing ahead of his psyche, mess everything up, and I can literally say, or say the TNT title will go in the hands of Lance Archer. And this match. Everything I give it five stars. Okay, Crew. Keep the cocaine. Um, I everybody said a valid point and everything. Um, and I just want to say that you know, because Nick said it too. A lot of people are complaining and whatnot. Um, but those who know professional wrestling know, you know, this is Jake the Snakes Roberts. Um, this is how he is. Um, and the only thing that my thing is that this would have been better if it was done at a live live actual audience because that would draw, like, the crowd. Like, when Jake Snake did it on um, Dean Ambrose at the time in WWE, it got the reaction, you know, that live reaction. So they should, have, they should have saved that for later. But one thing I did say, I definitely enjoy um, Bet Baker coming and attacking Brandy Rose, and I do not need to see a match between them two. Please don't do that. Uh, Words of beer. Sorry about your game. It's going to happen. (laughs) If Piss Break was a match, that would be it. Before a source already told us the damn damn results of the damn ratings. Jesus Christ. (laughs) We come back from commercial break. Taz interviews Darby Allen backstage. He he offers to help him, but Darby refuses, and he still is upset over the loss of Cody last week. This is C plus. I don't know what the hell they even doing with Robbie right now. Like, what's going on? Like, where's where's his direction right now? Like, where's like what's it what's it going with him? At first he was mad hard. Now it's like starting to be lukewarm. Like you already have rising star there. Now I was like he was squashed by Cody in the tournament. As I said, he should have won in the goddamn tournament. Now what are you gonna do for the pay per view? See. You could have been Cody in any type of situation because he 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 could have been fine having a regular opening match. 
But the eight, but I feel like that TNT championship, Lance Archer and Darby could have been the card. As I predicted from the as yeah, I predicted from before, be. and you know what I'm saying, and that's why I got solely upset with Cody winning. Golden fucking shove on my ass. No, he definitely got the golden family rod. I'm sorry, no disrespect. I mean, God rest dusty soul, but come on now. Cause he's a man. man. So it just got me upset about it. I don't want to. I want to have y'all talk about that because how it how it looked like. We're gonna go to the main event, which was the ooh the street fight, the sex guys of Chris Jericho and CBG. The inner circle, also with Jay Hager by the uh, by the side, this is Kenny Omega and the debut of Broken Matt Hardy. Oh my God! This this match, one. this match went everywhere. But before yeah. the match, even P takes a shot at Jericho. So now they have a match next week. I can't wait for that. <laughs> oh yeah, yo, I saw that. That's <laughs> Yeah, what happened? <laughs> what the hell happened? I just they just cut yeah, me a fucking jerk yeah. with a paper. I didn't my man pineapple piece did My like, man pine, pineapple piece did it up for himself last why. night. It's like kudos, man. <laughs> so this match went everywhere, yo. So Jericho whips uh at the very beginning though, as it starts to unravel, Jericho whips hard into the tunnel for a few minutes, and a few minutes later. As the from Demiscus, he comes out as the regular Matt Hardy again. Oh my God! How long did this? Uh, how long did this was gonna last? And then as and then as Twan does on the fight ensues to go into the um to the audience uh, to the audience plat on the audience playing plat- on platform in the concession stands. And then we see as the brawl continues how Jericho whips Hardy and locks him into an icebox in the lobby. <laughs> chaos is shoes everywhere on the concession uh, in the concession area. It just goes bonkers. Simi uses the ATM machine. Takes out money and uses it as a weapon. You're going to hit me with money? <laughs> what? <laughs> I laughed at that one because I was like, that was so stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> like, it was just stupid comedy. Like, just idiot, it's just idiot savant comedy. That's what I would call it. Like, because I'm just like, I really had time to really go in there and take out money and really wrap it around my face. Boom. And hit you with it. Are you serious? Ted DiBiase would be pissed off right now. And if y'all remember back then, how back then he used to pay $100 for someone to kiss <laughs> his feet. Or me, or me, or he paid a hundred dollars to someone to shine his shoes within like fifteen yep. seconds, something like that. Something like that. And Rob Vinier was one of those kids. That's su- that's such a shame. Damn. <laughs> yep. Yo, you know what I mean. What as time dwell on, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Hardy reemerges from the ice wall as Demiscus. He comes back, and this time he gets on. He he gets all the little golf caddy carts, and then he takes. The new he chases fucking down this yo. He chases fucking down Jericho, and then he chases down Sammy G. Misses him, but then Kenny go. But Kenny Omega coming out of nowhere. Jericho just back, and now we have the meet of the year service. And now as I'm. 
just get a wind of it. <laughs> the meme of the damn year. <laughs> oh, of Broken Bat Hardy is a Kenny Omega chasing down Sammy as he's running. And he actually gets hit. <laughs> that could have been some serious injuries, y'all. I don't care. That could have been some serious injuries, but it but that was funny as hell. That, that was rock. funny as fuck. But eventually, but eventually, Jay Hager plays a part of it, and he plays an interference role. Then he gets the um in the circle of the edge before Omega does a moonsault off of me off the scissors left. That was now woo goody but scary because it could have. Goody Biscayne could have ended the wrong way. He could have broken his ankle. He could have snapped his foot. Whatever. Just because the way that he landed. And y'all would have freeze frame that. Yeah. Imagine that impact. Thank God that Bad Hardy was actually in position the way that he was. Because that could have been deadly as fuck. And he could have been not able to compete afterwards. And then attack, another half of the tag team champions now is injured. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere, Santana and Ortiz come out of nowhere and beat and beat and start to beat down Matt and Matt and Kenny. But then they isolated Matt and then they power bomb um, Matt Hardy through a table. Then eventually they get at Omega on top of go puts a power bomb on the on top of the roof to him, drags him down, and then he hits the juice effect to end it. He gets away one, two, three. Sex guys in the inner circle wins within 20 minutes. And this was going to be one of those <laughs> matches that's going to be talked about for the next several weeks. <laughs> Especially the means, as long as they're going to keep. But the whole match oh, is yeah. self. But after the match is over, the um, inner circle poses together, sticking up the middle figures with their little. Um, LCD lights in the background. Was that was a great? Was that was a good ending of that? But um, four point four point twenty five stars. It was solid. I liked it. It, it. it was solid. I liked it. It proved this point for the main event. And the main event. I mean, okay. Let's put it into context real quick. Now the whole Demiscus. Broken Matt Hardy part. Now, because there's no audience, he can get away with this. But as we've seen before, there's like two things, two segments that like we've seen um, the Broken Matt Hardy character that imagine with the fans being there, it wouldn't happen that way. This is one. This is one of those times where it would it, it would never happen that way. He would have been stuck on um, being one character at all times, and then that's it, which would have to be Demiscus, right? Otherwise, he had to abandon that and shut up a whole new vessel, and he had to create a whole yeah. new version layer of the Broken Matt Hardy character. Otherwise, the whole thing it's it's gonna die out. Version. But the match itself was great. The match itself was great. Four four twenty five stars. I'm not gonna give it a classic. A classic is five. I mean, it was worth me watching. It was worth me watching. I was hyped up for the main event for a week, so I was anticipating seeing something. But I didn't. But I didn't expect to see that gold card being in the use. And I guess the whole governor playing wrestling as a central business kind of played is 
kind of experimental factor here because it worked and we see something that really made some headlines the very next day. So it proved so it proved its purpose. So solid grade, four for twenty-five stars. Young blood, you got the floor. Yes. Um it's a little tough because I honestly would give it a five. Not because of the classic, but I respect Sammy Govar for taking that bump, man. I can't I can't take a star down off that and I just I think they deserve a little bit higher because as fun and entertaining that match was, it was also obviously risk that's being taken for our entertainment, especially in this time of need entertaining. So for that, I respect four men for that. And Sammy Guevara taking that damn hit because Matt Hardy that Rikishi strikes again, calling people, still hitting people with <laughs> still hitting people with some I did it for the <laughs> yo, when I he did, did that, when leave. he got hit, that's all I kept hearing in my head, yo. Like, seriously, you know what I mean? And then on top of that, overall, compared to NXT, I was I was entertained. It's like, it's damn near not even a biased uh, rating decision with me. It's just that, you know, I was entertained. It was funny. I respect Sammy Guevara's gut for getting hit by a damn golf cart. You know what I'm saying? And it looked like, I don't know if it was me, but it looked like it wasn't slowing down either. I mean, I don't know if it was me, but the camera, ed- you know, the camera editing and the angles, but <laughs> yeah. And like what Deshaun said, folks, one wrong move, it could have gotten real, real bad. You know what I mean, so that's why you got to respect these men and women that take chances. And throwing that fucking fake word around, you know, the only thing that's fake is your goddamn birth certificate that your mom's gonna sit there. Cold blood. And, and, and as Funaki once said, indeed. Anyway. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but other than that, that's. <sighs> that's well, my welcome back. Uncle Fats, he had to relocate to a more secure area, but more importantly, he's making his money at work right now. Damn right. Well, as you're trying to catch up to the whole AEW Dynamite, let's just finish off the rest of this, and then you're going to go, and we're going to just let you have the floor for the whole damn card now that you have to bounce back in. So, dude, you got the floor right now. Oh, man. Yes, the broken Mad Hardy. Ah, uh, this whole match, uh, I laughed my ass off. I really don't care. It was entertaining me, even watching the memes of of seeing Matt Hardy and and Kaylee with a golf cart. And seeing baby running. Oh man, this I would say say this is a good overall entertaining match. Four point five stars. I like what AEW is doing. I like now you get to see the the pure brilliance of Matt Hardy. 
Like he's showing you he's not entirely the broken. He'll bring the broken image. He'll bring you the the actual team extreme of the real my hearty. Everybody love to see him in. And then the the Moscus character, which I think is the both which I think is just two characters wrapped up in one. So it's it's a good it's a good reputation of it. I love even though uh, like you said, even though Kenny Omega almost got hurt, but I really didn't think that he was not going to because you had two veterans right there, Hardy and Jericho. They're not going to let no wrestler get hurt that serious to that point, especially if someone who is a high commodity as Omega. But overall, thank you, <laughs> AEW, for for allowing us to enjoy the whole thank you. Yo, yo, Con. Make it Con. Fast, L- listen, Con. Tony, Tony Khan, all right. Cody Rhodes. All right. All y'all invite to my barbecue. No bull. All right. Karoon, you got the floor, man. I'll make it quick. Um, it's getting past the nigga bedtime. Um, this is the first time. Um, a, good, a good main event match. Um, and. I give it a four star. Definitely did his job. It fulfilled the card. Um, Matt Hardy is excellent at anything that he does. Kenny Omega took that fall that I was like, please, God, don't let him hurt himself. Um, especially when it's been Owens Hart's birthday, 55th birthday would have been. Um, but I'm glad that he was okay. Uh, but otherwise, not a good match, good main event. And the inner circle win- winning and being on top. All right, then. So that'll be the end of that show. Um, so as far as uh, the facts in the background is, uh, is concerned, he's just going to go quickly through his car real quick and give us a little two cents. I know Young Blood, he got to go. He's wrestling in the back, so your excuse, you're done for the night. Thank you for coming on the show and, you know, saying being able to do your part, man. Oh, yeah, you already know. So, for those on Anchor, thanks for supporting. That's right. Keep supporting. Find me on Clutch, www.cnn.com. Uh, some weed for me, too, man. So, um, I, I got to do my own, bro. Yeah, I'm going to smoke one for the crew. About to do that right now. So, all right. Roll oh, yeah. Make that money. Be safe out there. Yes, too. sir. All right, y'all. Well. All right, so Uncle, all right, so Uncle Fats. So you basically got so you basically got the whole damn floor to your damn self. So I'm gonna just go each segment one by one. You just gonna say your piece real quick. Um, where was you when you left off? You left when that Nyla Rose tirade went down. Yeah, man, that's my baby so, right there. Uh, okay, moving forward. And so the end, so the MGF promo okay. basically yeah, he's been driving a bunch of people, and basically he's going to be in action next week, injury free. Classic Hill, where what do you think about that? Um, I think it's cool. I I don't, 
I like that whole cocky, arrogant shit. It kind of reminds me of like a young Ric Flair-ish, like, you know, in order for you to be the man, you got to beat the man type, but just with a twist. So I get it. Um, I just hope that he doesn't flop. Um, even with the help of, you know, the the gentleman that's with him while he was doing his promos. Um, I'm just, I just want to see what he can bring to the table. If he, if he, if his, if his action doesn't match his, his, uh, his vocab, his vocab, I'm going to be highly upset and he's going to be a bitch every time when I hear his name, it's going to be MGF the bitch. Cause, uh, all that talking that you're doing, I'm undefeated. I've never lost. Um, well, I'm I'm still waiting because you're losing me. So, next. <laughs> All right. And come back from the commercial break, we get another video package from Sean Spears talking about the Dustin Rose bloody ass woman that he suffered, he suffered from last week. Yeah, he blames Cody for not saving his brother, but not only that, but throwing him under the bus so he can pursue the TNT title and calling him a chump, and he's going to see him abide very soon. What do you think? Um, good plot, good twist. Um, I think Spears is onto something. I think he's trying to expose the greed uh, amongst the brothers. But I mean, that's in that's in due time. I mean, you know, there's always a plot and a twist to this uh, life that we call wrestling. So I'm waiting to see whether or not if uh, will the brothers unite or will there be a a heel on somebody else's you know between the two um it's 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 exciting because this is <clears throat> to me AEW is presenting wrestling at its best so it's like you know you got the brothers who are really kind of setting the tone and making a way for for guys like Spears to kind of showcase what they got I mean the Ashwin alone was just it was it was it was crazy. Um what I didn't what I didn't understand is, you know, you couldn't really get away from the uh the the Hawaiian claw or the crush claw from old school nineteen ninety WWE. Like I get it, you know, he's bleeding from the face, the old ECW look, you know, and and, and you just wanna put the claw on the forehead and just put him to sleep. That's that's how we. That's the only thing I didn't like. It's like <clears throat> you could have put him in a in a in a cooter clutch. You could have had him in a in an ill sleeper hold. You wanted to lay him down like you was praying for him, getting ready to baptize him in water, and you couldn't save him. That's that was kind of stupid, bro. So I, I I I give it. I give the whole aura thing on and with the promo a B. Uh, the promo itself, I give it a C plus. All right, coming back to the arena, Tony Schiavone in, um, interviews MJF and Sean Spears. They hype each other up, and then Tony Schiavone announces that MJF will be facing Jungle Boy at Double or Nothing pay per view. Moving forward from that, and then we get the um, third match of the night, which is Frankie Kazarian versus the AEW World Heavyweight Champion with 15 minutes. John Moxley wins with using the Paragon shift. Um, Dark Order come, Dark Order minions come out and attack him. Brody Lee eventually comes out, smacks um Kazarian with the chair, and now it's just a brutal ass being SEU trying to say they get clipped. 
And the Aston Weber continues. Brody Lee cuts the promo in the ring. Um, basically, now he declared his challenge for the AEW Championship. Moxie mm-hmm. accepts, and he gets his ass at the very end. And then later on, it gets booked for AEW's pay per view coming up on the 23rd, mm-hmm. double or nothing for the War Heavyweight mm-hmm. title. Okay. Um, as far as that match, Democracy and, and Gazarian, um, I thought it was a great match. I give that match a B plus. Uh, very um, intense back and forth. Um, great sell on each other's intake of moves and the move. The movement itself within the ring is like poetry in motion. It's like you have two guys that really had a good feel for each other. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, to me, it just kind of seems like John Moxley, uh, a.k.a. The, the bros of AMs, um, it's like his DDTs are getting so much better and more efficient. It, it, it's kind of, it, it, it makes you want to cringe every time when you see him get ready to unload and, and, and lock that bad boy in. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I think as far as the, the end of the match, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm cool with certain things, but these, these jumpings with groups of people to attack one individual, I'm over it. Okay. That shit was done in the nineties. Uh, early 2000s, you know, we, we, I'm sorry, late 90s, early 2000s, and we're still doing this shit now. Like, okay, the, the, there's no more NWO Wolfpack DX, none of that. I understand we got the clicks, the fractions, whatever. But it's like, bro, you're trying to make a statement. I want to see Lee make a statement with, you know, not just by himself, maybe one or two other people, but you got a barrage of individuals in, in, black clothing like they're in a cult and I get it you're trying to bring that whole dark family Bray Wyatt type thing you know over but in a sophisticated proper professional way I'm not buying it I'm waiting for him to give me that sinister look so he could break character and then we can reminisce of the old days of how he was in WWE uh, and just to hear him talk it's just like dude I'm I'm not impressed um it's if you're gonna go for the title, do it. But why don't you do it? Don't have your goons do it. You do it. I'm used to seeing him going after people, not having somebody else go after, and then he's standing there looking like he's just the yes man. Or if I blink, you do what I tell you to do. Like it's I'm over it. Next. All right. Comes back from commercial break. Called, uh, Brainy Rose cuts a promo towards Jake and Jake Roberts and Britt Baker, and whatever. Goes to the fourth match: QT Marshall with Brandy versus Lance Archer with Jake Snake Roberts at ringside. For the match, Lance Archer walks around, um, walks around the um, walks around the ring and knocks out Coke Cabana. I guess it's going to be like a signature 10-12 minute match. Um, 
Lance Archer wins using the Black Arrow and then using the EVD claw, the same thing that he used on Dustin Rose from last week. But after the match was over, Baker attacks Brandy with the um, DET on the outside, rolls her in the ring. Lance Archer comes in, so there's Jake the Snake, but he has a, a bag with him that ended up having the snake. He didn't put it all over his body, put all over Brandy's body. But the way that he positioned himself, kind of raunchy for my taste. Nonetheless, though. Yeah, it was kind of a like an old man preying on a young girl. I didn't like it. Um, I don't think that that should have been put on display uh, as an up-and-coming company. That's just my opinion. And plus, you got to look at the history of Jake the Snake with his abuse with drugs and the whole nine. So it's kind of like a spit in the face. To my childhood, I didn't like it. I thought it was very disrespectful. On the other hand, I'm okay with a female getting DDT'd on the outside. I think it's absolutely marvelous when you just take your ruthless aggression out and just put it to sleep. I was hoping that the snake would bite her in the leg or in the arm or something. I mean, you know, we saw the, the, the snake twist and all that. I mean, the match itself was okay. Um, there was some key power, power moves involved. And just the sinister look on uh, Jake the Snake's face, you know, as he's watching his protege or whatever just dismantle his opponent. I'm I'm... I'm okay with that, you know. Uh, I'm not used to seeing Jake the Snake smile like that in, in so many ways. It's usually a stone-cold look. Um, I give the match a solid B. Um, with the Snake and the DDT to the, to the girl, I got to add a few more points. So I, I, give, it, I give it a, uh, a B+. Plus. Um, but then I, I'm going to have to give it back to a B because I didn't like the whole way he looked while being over her as she's laid out. It was like an old man praying on the young girl. And that was kind of disturbing. Um, outside of that, I'm next. Oh, after that, coming out from a commercial break, Taz interviews Darby Allen in the back. He offers to help him, but Darby Allen refuses and still is upset over the loss of Cody last week. I get SC plus. I don't know, nonetheless, it's just the mixed direction of where they're going to go with him. We don't know. Like I said, it felt like he should have won to advance the TNT Championship Finals, but they put on Cody, which is bullshit. And that was... Um, I feel the same way. Uh, I feel the same way. I don't have nothing to say on that. All right. Um, and going to the main event of the night, which was the street fight, Chris Jericho with Sammy G, Sammy Guevara <laughs> versus Kenny Omega and that and Broken Matt Hardy. This place went everywhere, but at the end of all the chaos and the gold and the gold court hitage and the ATM machine usage and objects getting breaking and brawn all over the damn dairy place arena. Chris Jericho and Sammy G wins with with the with the juice effect to Kenny G, I mean to Kenny to Kenny Omega, boom, and after the twenty minute bout. Well, I will say this, even though I don't like this person at all, but finally the fun has come back to wrestling. Okay, this was a classic, like falls count anywhere match for me. Like I loved it. Okay. I freaking loved the stupid shit, okay? It was hilarious. It was fun. It was exciting. But once again, 
your goons keep getting in the way. And I'm waiting for a group of individuals just to come in and just whoop ass so then that way it could be fair. Like Kenny Omega, excellent wrestler. And you just get blindsided because it's like you got to fight Jericho, you got to fight Guevara, you got to fight whatever Swagger's name is. Uh, the 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 new Conan and 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 the other cat. Okay, I get it. It's it's you know everybody has their part in, but it's like, can we just get the basic falls count anywhere with no interruptions? Like just no interruptions. Like hit me with a go kart. I like that. Clip me. You know what I'm saying? Let it just be us. Like it should not have to be you know two against six. I'm tired of seeing this shit, man. It, it's the that's the ongoing thing about wrestling that I hate is that when you have a good match, it, it gets overshadowed by the extra BS. And that's what I'm t- I don't need extra sauce. If you didn't gave me something with just the amount of sauce, there's no need for you to come and add extra sauce to my shit. It's like now, now, like how you said earlier, I want my money back just because of that bullshit. I just want a couple of dollars for you interfering in my shit and, and schooling because I kind of felt like you know Matt Hardy or the broken Matt Hardy and Kitty Omega had the match. It was a decent, fun-filled, false count anywhere match with go karts and sticks or or lawn carts, whatever you want to call it. And, and whoever said it earlier when I chimed in, I think when I chimed in, I heard it, like, the go the, the, the go-kart wasn't even slowed down. I, I kind of felt like he just balls to the wall and was going to smash into him. And I wanted to see that. Um, but I'm not okay with this Gravara looking like a cross between Justin Bieber and Selena Gomes. It's like... Um, it's like I'm watching a, a, a baby with a man's body wrestle. Like, uh, is this supposed to be like the, the next Jericho or the the the, the young version of a, a Lionheart? Like, is that the whole uh, gist of it? I don't I don't know. I'm not getting it. I kind of feel like some of the players in the inner circle remind me of some of the old WCW wrestlers. And yeah, that's where I'm at. I, overall, I give the match a B plus. I liked it. I liked the fun. I liked the fun side of it. So I give it a B. All a right. B plus. And that's the end of the whole damn show. We ain't gonna pick no. Well, actually, y'all can do a quick fancy booking. Y'all can shoot anyone y'all want. Go ahead. Just real quick, under two minutes. Um. What I would say, I don't really have anything to say about the cards. Um, it was well put together cards. So I don't really have any fantasy booking as opposed to what I would have with NXT. So, all right, not for and I pass on really this one too. Dukes, go. Uh, Dukes, go. Fats. Um, I'm gonna say USA. A okay. All right. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm so good. Right. Good show. Good show. Good good show. And that's a good show for us. That's a wrap for us. We, we out of here. This is our fucking break. You ain't gonna hear from us till Saturday where we're gonna be recapping Friday Night SmackDown. 
And of course, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens then. Uh, yeah, so then, buddy. give y'all plugins, y'all shout outs before we dip out of here, y'all. Yeah, shout out to the fat people in all the world, man. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all. Stay fat and blessed. Shout out all the baby mamas out there. I see y'all soon. More importantly, oh, happy birthday. Respect. 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 All right. Respect. Shout out to. All right. Respect on that one. Um, shout out to Netflix. Um, renewing my um, big, big show contract. Um, shout out to D.I. Um, Dawkins for looking like me. I will look like him. Shout out to Leo Ruff. No, um, shout out to uh, Leon Ruff because he probably might be on SmackDown Friday, probably get his ass kicked again. Um, shout out to Mexicals, you know, shout out to RVD, his weed, and uh, his baby, his wife, and his girlfriend. Shit, Miss Jordans, AEW, man, look. Shout out to Godfather's hoes and, and weed. <laughs> shout out, I forgot. Shout out to all the all the Spanish people. Just because Cinco de Mayo was two days ago, and I was passed out drunk with a hangover with a with a freaking cowboy hat. It was butt naked. That was all. That was all the fun I had. <laughs> that's that's a that's a crazy sight, bro. A crazy sight, bro. Well, hey, hey, hey. With a, with a cowboy hat. A mm. cowboy hat. A case of, a case of, um, of Jose Cuevos. And, um, and I was passed out of the football field with, um, two drunk, two drunk midgets. That's all that matters. <laughs> I can't tell you, the, I can't tell you what happened, but it was fun. But shout out to everybody, you know, shout, support, support the podcast. Do you got how you do? Uh-huh. We out. <laughs> we out of here, folks. Leon Ruff. We out of here, folks. Leon Ruff. We out of here, folks. Follow the COVID-19 rules. I should have to explain myself. That's one beloved Tasha host was told me, was told John, everyone else. Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>